Welcome back to the All Wall Podcast. We took a week off for the holidays, but we're back with our last episode of 2020. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday morning, uh, December 31st. So, you know, as 2020 wraps up, we have the NFL season wrapping up as well. And that's where we're going to start week 17. So we got a few uh, games with key playoff implications. Yeah, big, big weekend. There are so many things hanging in the balance, so many different divisions, so many different playoff spots, so many div- or a couple of divisions are still up there, the AFC South and the NFC East. And a bunch of these matchups really work with who need like two teams that need to win. And that's what yeah. you love to see where both teams have something to play for. And it's not just a one team sitting all their starters and it's an easy win for them, uh, easy win for the other team. And then we have to look at other things. It's really a lot of the, or a good amount of them have to deal with just whoever wins goes and whoever loses goes home. Yeah, so- exactly. And like you said, that is what you, exactly what you love to see. All right. So um, as far as where we want to start, let's start with a game where one of the teams is benching everybody. <laughs> yours versus the Browns. So the Browns could have uh, ended a long playoff drought um, by beating the Jets. Um, you know, before I rag on them and say they lost to the Jets, I will give the somewhat of the benefit of the doubt to the COVID stuff. Um it's never easy to lose an entire position group like the, the day before. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, it's a bad loss. It's undeniably a bad loss. But anyway, they go and they play the Steelers. Um, there was, This could have been, you know, early on, early on Sunday when the Colts were up 20 to 3 and the Browns were like up 3-0 early. You start thinking like, wow, this is going to be for the AFC North. So, you know, this went from being a really fun game to a – not so fun game, but do you think the Browns can get the job done and seal their fate in the playoffs? So, the, well, the line right now is Cleveland minus nine and a half on FanDuel. I, I was, I would not take the full nine and a half for that because it doesn't seem like many other people are. I mean, it looks like Ben, well, Ben isn't playing, but I'm not sure how many other guys are going to be missing throughout this game. Agreed. They haven't made that clear. They just said Mason Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know. I, and Ben hasn't been like, uh, yeah, the second half of that Indianapolis game, he was unbelievable. And the offense just completely flipped the script. I had read that it was because Ben was calling plays in the huddle or at the line and not the offensive coordinator. That was the main change. So maybe, maybe that's the big change. And like Mason Rudolph doesn't have the command to do that, but the Steelers team is too talented. I think for nine and a half points to be underdogs too to the Browns. I also think, you know, all the stuff that we said about the Browns that we kind of forgot about because, you know, they had that great law, that great win against Tennessee and then that close loss against Baltimore and all the stuff that we were talking about a couple weeks ago, like, you know, a month ago, oh, they haven't beaten anybody. They can't do this. They can't do that. I'm kind of back over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm now circling back and saying, this is the same team week eight who only beat sub 500 teams. I, I, you know, it's amazing how quickly – a, a, a tough loss like that against the Jets. Like, look, I, like, I was too high on the Browns after the win against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's come back down a little bit. If they make the playoffs, they're going to be the worst team there in the AFC. That's what I – like, you know, or maybe the Dolphins. Yeah, I would say I wouldn't put them definitively as the worst team. I'd probably put the Dolphins, maybe the Colts in there. But oh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't put them down that far. I definitely think this is – yeah, they're not a team that beats every good team. They're not a team that loses to every good team. I think they're just right in the middle. I, I don't think they're underperforming in that aspect. And, the and I don't know if there was any – like, you know, it's just 
because for that split second, it was like, oh my God, is Cleveland going to come win the division? And so for a split second, you start, wow, how good is this team? Mm-hmm. Nah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're about as good as, as you know, you know. For this, it becomes, can Mason Rudolph take advantage of the Cleveland secondary? That was what has been killing them. We saw it in the Ravens game. We saw it. The Jets were able to move the ball through the air against them. They've been banged up across the secondary. And the Steelers have a bunch of really good weapons to use. They have three to four really good receivers, a good tight end. If Mason Rudolph can take advantage of that, that's how that's the recipe for them to upset. I'm not sure if he can. Based on what we've seen, what we saw last year from Mason Rudolph, maybe he t- took another step on the offseason, but I'm not willing to think that they will. So I have to. Uh... So you're taking the you're you're taking the Mason Rudolph as bad angle. I might turn around and take the Big Ben as bad angle, and that it can't get necessarily that much worse. But I will say the play calling thing that you brought is, that you brought up is a very real thing. Um, but I, I I will not no I'm not uh, like I'm not going to take the Cleveland Browns plus not or minus nine and a half I would take probably the Steelers on that one but I think the Browns will win this game. My yeah see my thing is like it's like like the Steelers were what eight and eight with Rudolph last year Rudolph yeah and, yeah and, and Duck Hodges yeah and like dude the team got better um, and. Oh man. Yeah, but now they're missing people too with injuries and stuff. And that like their D line is their strength, I think, of their defense. And the Browns offensive line is I think the highest graded according to Pro Football Focus. They have like three uh-huh. of the five highest like graded players. So I don't well, know. They turned that around fast. The Browns yeah. turned that line situation around real fast. Well, they got a um, they... I... What were you saying? God. No, no, no. no, no. I was gonna... Look, as far as well, I was gonna wrap the game basically say, um, um, look, I, I think we would both take the Steelers points. I hope the Browns get it done. I like the Browns. I like a lot of their players. I want them to be in the playoffs. But, um, but, but man, if you're a Browns fan, no way am I feeling confident. I'm bugging out, honestly, mm-hmm. if I'm a Browns fan, especially, like, given the history of that franchise. It would be like if the Knicks – like, let's say the Knicks finally were, were solid and we're, like, <laughs> like, we're like you know, flip up, like, like 41 and 40. Mm-hmm. And the last game of the season, they had to play the Hornets. And, like, the Hornets sucked. And, and and that's all they had to do to make the playoffs and they control their own destiny. You think I would feel confident? Of no. course not. You know what I'm saying? It's to me, it's that situation. It's brutal. Like, it's brutal. Cause like, if you told a Browns fan going into this year, yeah, your team has 10 wins going on 11 and they, they would just take that in a heartbeat, but then you have to add in the caveat. And you're playing the Jets in week 16. Yeah. With a chance to clinch a playoff spot. And you're like, Oh yeah, let's go. Let's get in that. And now we get to here and it's, it's rough. It's rough. But going from one bad franchise or one no no not one bad franchise one starving franchise for fans and all that the buffalo bills playing the miami dolphins the bills playing for the number two seed if they win they get the number two seed the dolphins they need to win and they're in otherwise they have to hope that some other teams lose this feels like a letdown spot for the bills after their like emotional like big win against the Miami Dolphins or against the New England Patriots last weekend where they just absolutely hammered them. But then they flip the flip the script or flip it to the other side and the Dolphins, same thing, just an emotional win where they last second fits face mask pulling on him is able to fling the ball 25 yards downfield to get the 15 yards on top of him and they kick the field goal to win the game. The Bills. Where do I, where do I even start here? Yeah. Where do I even stop cut for like, we do have to talk about the, the Dolphins game from last week, but I'll save that for a sec. Like, you know, the first thing is like, 
what does the two seed even mean anymore? I guess it means two home games, right? Yeah. Or two and I, yeah, two definitive. And I guess games. and I guess for the Bills that kind of is a big deal, you know, because I was gonna say this feels like a Josh Allen bench at halftime type situation, but um, dude, maybe the two seed is kind of a big deal. It's also about thinking about who would you rather play, and I have to assume when I was looking at it, I wouldn't want to play the Ravens. And I wouldn't want to play the Titans of the four of the five AFC teams. So you're that, setting yourself up to go Colts, Dolphins, Browns. Basically, yeah. you're the two seed. I'm that. I mean, that is pretty valid. I feel pretty good against any of those teams. Yeah, exactly. Especially on the the Bills and how I've looked this year. This is this is the second best team in the AFC. Possibly the second best team in the NFL right now. They've just been mowing people down. They just they kill whoever they're supposed to kill. It's who we thought the Chiefs should be. The Chiefs so who, who isn't the winning in team? Like if there are th- four teams for three spots, which team doesn't control their own destiny? The I think it's the Ravens. No, the Colts. Right now, if you look at the AFC at the NFL playoff picture, the Colts are the team that's out right now. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to know. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Also, before we forget, I just I just want to say about last week's game. Look, I said in real time, you know, I have the I have the receipts, I have the text, to, I have the text <laughs> time When they look, Jacob sliding the first time, I thought that was reasonable. But I think this whole strategy of like kneeing and and like to take, you you can only do that when the clocks are going to hit zeros. You know what I'm saying? Not when there's going to be 19 seconds left. And then, and it's like, so then you only go up two. And let's not forget, you could have gone up five. Or seven, like five, six, or seven, right? So, mm-hmm. like five with the chance to go up seven, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. With a, with a minute left. Um, there's no fucking way that seven backfires. Like, there, there's literally no way. Like, worst case, you go into overtime and they have no timeouts and it's a minute to march on the field. And I feel like over and over again, you've seen, you've seen, it's not very hard to get 30 yards against prevent. Would you agree? I mean, I've seen it time and time again. Like, not, it's not regular, time. but it's, it's not regular. Like, obviously, there need to be a busted coverage in that instance, but they like, yeah, it's, it's not that, but but you would agree that it that to and so let's let's see. So the kickoff goes. Do you touch back first off? Kicking a touchback. Look, I don't like squibs, but I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. Kick it to the five, you right? Like a yeah. like a sky kick. Kick it to the five. Make them do something. Yeah. Yeah. So squib is like, oh, we might end up with the ball at the forty, and that was stupid. But like, mm-hmm. but, but um, but touchback is like it was nineteen seconds. So kick it to the five first off. That was one thing I didn't like. But then second off, it's like, so you're getting the ball on the 25 with 19 seconds left, and your kicker's good. Let's say his range is about 60 yards, maybe 65. So you're looking for, like, the the 45-yard line, like their 45, more or less, to make it, like, a 63-yard attempt, 62. Dude, that's 30 yards in 19 seconds. It's just not that hard. I'm sorry. Like, it's just not that hard. Like, and, and, like oh, oh, you come in the NFL and you try it. Like, I understand that, but, like, I mean, it's not that hard. It happens every week, and the sidelines are wide open, and these guys are playing a million yards back. And let's not forget – it was two points, as in you lose if they make this field goal. Forget tying, you lose. So, um, you know, and the Fitzpatrick fluke play aside, like let's say the 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 um, face mask didn't happen, there would still be 12 seconds left to go that extra 15 you needed. And, and so, man, I just – I couldn't believe it. And I think, like, you know, the math nerds are coming out of the shed and saying, oh, it was a good decision. Maybe in a vacuum it was, but uh, – for so many reasons that I, you know, said in real time, I just couldn't get behind it. I thought it was terrible, and I was glad to see it backfire. I thought they deserved it. I will say I <laughs> I did think – I think they played that as well as you probably could just because, like, we go back to the Todd Gurley one. 
like we saw the key that. difference the key difference is that they could have kicked as the clock hit zeros okay i will say that the i'd rather have the extra what the extra four points the extra four or five points than the 40 seconds less on the clock because of the fact like you said that these kickers are i know that there are some that suck but like the dolphins guy in particular has been really good this year and the, the baseline kicker range is way higher than it's ever been mm-hmm. guys are expected to hit it from 55 mm-hmm. so i i I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hammer on John Gruden. It's main on mainly on those players. Like the fact that that was a blown coverage. I had seen other teams run cover two where they they car- like the guy carried up and didn't let the guy that was running a streak in between the safety and the corner become open, and that was just on them. I won't put that on the coaching staff for that. I, I think that was just a blown coverage, and it, it makes the coaching staff look bad because besides the fact. If you don't give up that pass play, it's 15 yards. Okay, they're at the 40. I, I get that that's still close, but it's still like there's 19 seconds left. They tackle them in bounds. That's it. You know, I, I do. I agree with with a lot of that. I do agree with a lot of that. Um, Like, yeah, because I do remember showing the replay, and it was almost like they were playing like First off, first off, it's funny how I only know like all my coverages from playing Madden, but like it looked yeah. like the guy was playing like Tampa two or something like that. Yeah, you know? like, no, that I, corner, I think that I think that's what he was. That corner stayed low. It's like, dude, what? Like, do you know this? Are you aware of the situation going yeah. on right now? Like, like, so, I don't. I don't want you covering the flat. I don't yeah, care if who? they dump for it me? down. For I don't who? care. I don't care if they dump it down to DeAndre Washington and he gets like five yards. The fuck is this? Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. So um. So that, that I thought was crazy. And then, um, and so, so then you just kind of had one-on-one and like the corner was here and he was there and he fitted in right there on the yeah. sideline. It was, uh, you know, it was a well-executed play, but um, yeah, man. Well, for all the reasons I said, and like, see, I was called, I was talking, I talked to someone for like a half an hour after the game. And I was basically like, look, I said this in real time and then I ended up being proved right. So there's no way I'm going to change my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because it literally happened. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like I said, the key difference in the girly thing is the fact that the clocks could have hit zero. Um, and that's, and a, that's a huge difference. And to go up two versus three, uh, it's just like, wow, like, wow, you really set yourself up to lose in regulation. And this brings me to. Here, wait. The- well, do we want to talk about this game? I want to, I want to just. Oh, no, no, no. I just want to say this is the year of karma in the NFL. <laughs> this Dude, is the year of karma. Because that was karma. Juju Smith-Schuster getting drilled by the Bengals is karma. And the biggest one that you and I, I don't think we've gotten the chance to talk about yet, is the Jets winning. That was karma. It was unbelievable karma. And then they yeah. won twice to yeah. make it sure there was no way. Absolutely. Was- absolutely loved every second. I was watching the beginning of that Rams game from the second that they touched the end zone, like from the second the Jets got the ball to start that game and the second they scored on that first drive, I'm like let's go this is the way <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because you know you know I went on that rant a couple weeks back yeah. about a similar situation the blown coverage in the Raiders game and man that is karma because uh oh my god it's just amazing so for those three things I'm I'm dubbing this NFL season the year of karma okay Buffalo minus one and a half in this one against Miami I don't see any reason why I shouldn't take Buffalo on this one uh, I, I, I think, think this is, I think this is the better one for Tua to be in because I don't think you need a gunslinger like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick fit well against that Vegas secondary where you could pick it apart downfield. 
Yeah, I don't. I, and Buffalo's just looks so good, and they still have something to play for. I don't believe. Yeah, they're both. Both these games are at one o'clock. Pittsburgh is playing at one o'clock, and Buffalo's playing at one o'clock. So it's not like Buffalo sees Pittsburgh lose, and they're like, okay, we can take it easy on this one. Like we we don't. I, I think they still come out and try and win because they win and they get the two seed. Now they have playoff. They have the home field advantage until the conference championship, unless uh, Kansas City gets upset. If the Steelers lose, do they have the two regardless? I believe, yeah, yeah, because I think they. Uh, let me look. I'm looking right now. Yeah, they. Yeah, the Steelers. The Steelers have the two or three, regardless. Same thing with the Bills. The, the, the Bill. Okay, so I. So I think. I think honestly, why you shouldn't bet the Bills because of what you said earlier about the letdown game. Also, because truthfully, like that's not like, while they quote unquote have something to play for, you're like like you know remember that i'm telling you this if you see an uninspired bills team play for a half and then matt barkley walks out in the second half <laughs> you know what i'm saying because there's just it. like it's like fuck it we're making the playoffs anyway look there's having something to play for and there's having something to play for and that's where i think the dolphins are and then um yeah in that vein you gotta talk about the dolphins quarterback situation like what the hell like what do you think about it do you, do you hate it or do no okay? i, I kind of love it I kind of love. Really? It. I, I kind of like how they're divvying it up. I I'm not willing to give up on Tua. I came on here f- like a month ago and said that if I could pick any young quarterback that wasn't that was in the league right now, I would take him. I think they have a bad offense. I think the combination of a bad offensive line and below average skill position players is really what's hampering him. And I think Fitzpatrick's veteran veteranness. I don't know if that's a word, but his experience allows for him to do more with less in that instance. I think Tua still is the future for them. I still think he is a franchise quarterback. I think he just needs something around him. When we look at Justin Herbert, he has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Yeah. For Tua, it's a step down for all of that. It's Devontae Parker isn't the same. Mike Isecki, not the same. Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, like these guys. Like, Agreed. But so, okay, so, so, because I heard something, and this is very true, which is a good way to put it, is that Flores is balancing trying to manage a rookie QB with making the playoffs. So then Mm -hmm. my question for you is, if Flores could go back in time to, do you think he would have never started two in the first place? No, because, no, because of the fact of where that Texans pick is right now. Dude, that's you, you, you need to see what you have with Tua. At least, like you can't, you can't, you couldn't have just sat him the whole time. I don't think it's not, it's not, a, it's not a situation where you have a proven veteran like Mahomes sat for the whole year, and it's not like Fitzpatrick is a world beater. I mean, he was doing well, and props to him, and props to him for being able to come in and lead them to victory. He put up like 180 yards or 200 yards against the against the Raiders in less than a quarter. But, no, I, I like how Brian Flores has done this. I know it's unconventional, and that's maybe why people aren't a fan of it. But I, I think the way that – and the, the idea of balancing out, trying to see what you have in Tua and trying to win the – and trying to make the playoffs, I think this is as best as you could do. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, uh, let's talk – can we talk NFC East? Or are we there yet? Yep. Dallas, New York first. Uh, Dallas is favored by two and a half. Uh, I've never seen a, I've never seen a team like, it's really like the whole NFT East. Like, you know that, you know that, you know that GIF of like, um, 
it's like it's like a pro wrestler and like he just like sits up real oh, quick. Oh, the, the Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so picture like picture like a side by side of like three separate Undertakers for the football team, Giants and Cowboys, and they all just like sit up simultaneously, like going into Week Seventeen, like they all oh sit up God. at the same yeah. time. Because because that's what it feels like. Because and the crazy thing is, man. I, so I was on I was on a plane yesterday. I was on a plane last Sunday, mm-hmm. and um and I'm watching the Eagles on the flight, and uh, it's like fourteen thirteen. Like, you know, it was like a JetBlue flight, so like I had the cable box, yeah. and it was like free Wi-Fi too. So I'm like sending out texts. I'm sending out <laughs> I'm sending out emails to like my dad who doesn't have an iPhone. Playoff bound. I can't. Deshaun is back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're back. We're playoff bound. Jalen Hurts, blah, 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 et cetera. You know, and um, and so it was 14-3. And then we had a couple bad possessions and it was 17-13 going to half. And I get off the plane. And um, man, I'm like following it on my phone. I'm like, 30 to 17. <laughs> what the hell is going yeah. and, and the other thing we needed was the was the football team to beat um Carolina. Panthers beat the football team and they were killing yeah. them. I'm gonna oh, play. Yeah. I'm being like, oh my God, we're playoff bound. And now we're the ones who are out, but I'll save the Eagles talk for a bit later. But I want to talk about the Cowboys who looked unstoppable on offense in that second half. And I mean, oh, look, a lot of that is the fact that the Eagles secondary is putrid. And, but, and, you know, in the same way that Fitzpatrick went off in that quarter, look, if you played the Eagles and the Raiders every week, you'd throw for 6,000 yards. <laughs> like, um, even Andy Dalton, even Andy Dalton <laughs> could throw for 5,000 if he played those two teams every week. But, but, Look, Gallup was playing like crap all year. He was like dropping pass and stuff, but it looks like he's back. Mari's back. Like CD is playing well. Zeke might be back with Tony Pollard as the backup. Their offense looks amazing, but let's not forget their defense has been crap all year and it didn't get any better. That's like my main thing. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, it comes down to can the Giants D, the secondary, step up and slow down these receivers? The Giants, I know we all know that the Giants have one stud corner. Besides that, it's a lot of guys that you're really guessing on. Isaac Yadam, Logan Ryan can step in at times. Xavier McKinney, a rookie, has really only played like four games. Even though he's a second-round pick, he's not really experienced. And then – and it really comes down to can the pass rush that the Giants have, which is really not great. It's really a lot of run stuffers that they have. Can they slow down – can they get to Dalton just not having to blitz? Because if you blitz, you're really putting this secondary at really bad – in a bad situation. And then on the offense, yeah, this Dallas defense isn't good, but it's really mainly against the run. Their their secondary has actually been pretty, like, pretty solid against the pass lately. And it's the run game that's really what's hampering them. And it really comes down to, can the Giants establish the run on offense? This is what Dave Gettleman has been set out. And he's like, I want to stop the run and I want to establish the run. And this is really a focal point where if, <laughs> to get into the playoffs, you need to establish the run on offense. And their ability to do so will be the big point for their offense move, like going forward, especially with Daniel Jones not being 100% where he said, I'm probably not going to be scrambling that much until I'm 100%. Dude, I have to say, I have to say though, is that not the classic? We want to, we want to get, we want to improve yeah. the trenches. Like, I feel like that's like the GM speak to like try to get the football guys on your side. Like mm-hmm. we care about, we care about the trenches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> you got like, you know, it's mean? just a classic. Um, that is a very real thing though, about how they only have Brad Barry and the other corners a week. Um, it's uh, the line is Dallas minus two and a half. What's the situation here? The football team is winning; they're in, and if they yeah. lose, it's the winner of this game's in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's literally that. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
So both teams are going to try. Which game? Oh, and the Eagles are the one that were flexed late night. So yeah. this is going to happen first. Yeah. Love, the, I do yeah. love that. Although that's going to be quite a shame when you root all game and the, the football <laughs> team ends up waxing us. Um, <laughs> but, um, man, that's tough. Um, oh. I don't – it's, I, it's, it's tough. It's man. Fine. What's your pick? You make your pick first. I don't, I, I don't want to act like I'm reverse jinxing, but I really think the Cowboys are going to, are going to win. I have to say, let me say this. I almost think like, and, and these are like not related, but I think if the giants win, the football team will win. And if the Cowboys <laughs> win, the Eagles will win. Oh yeah. Like they're, Cause, as, cause, they're just the giants are getting in, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, Part of me doesn't want to win just because I want Dave Gettleman out of there. And I, I think, think I'm going to take I'm going to take the hospital Cowboys. I think um, I think I just think that they appear to be peaking at the right time because if like I, I'm let me t- I'm going to take a look real quick. But you know it's been it's been like like so after Dak went hurt, not only did they start bad, but then Dak got hurt and we did the whole skies falling thing for a couple weeks. Oh my God, they won three straight games. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my. And the Giants have been kind of fluttering. They uh they had that hot streak in the middle where they were one and seven and then they went uh, one on a four yeah, or five ex- game exactly. winning streak. They're, they're trending in opposite directions. So I'm gonna go with Cowboys. Yeah, I think I have to lean that way, especially okay. with the way that um, their offense is playing right now. Now let's jump into the next NFC East game. And before we talk about the game itself, I have to talk about like the Eagles real quick and not so much about the game, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of already past that. And I already said my piece about it, but what's crazy is, and this is like a good thing is that, so like a lot of teams try to suck the whole year to get a draft pick. Whereas the Eagles, we were alive the whole time. And in week 16 in the 4 PM slate, it became clear. We weren't get, we, it became clear. We weren't making the playoffs. Do you know what pick we have, dude? We're tied for the fifth pick yeah. in the draft. With the Bengals, who we tied. You're tied for the fifth pick in the draft, and I thought we were going to make the playoffs five days ago. It's the greatest top to bottom I've ever seen. It couldn't be better. It's amazing. Honestly, like, it's exactly what you want, because who wants to pick 15? Not me. I want to make the playoffs or pick top five, and that's exactly what happened. So You see, uh, you see I, there was uh, something. The Giants can pick anywhere from third to 32nd. Well, that's their range. Their range, right? I mean, yes, the playoff thing oh, does skew on. it. Yeah, no, third, no. Third to twentieth. Yeah. Okay. The the percentages for thirty two are very low. Come I'm on. not gonna say it's not, <laughs> but it's like yeah, and nineteen is like one of the higher percentages. But it's just crazy. Yeah. That yeah. Week seventeen, and that's still the range of outcomes for this team. That they. But can that's the beauty. And thirty two. That's the beauty of the NFC East right now. It's like one of us is gonna make the playoffs. And the rest of us get top 10 picks. And I've, I, you should be fine with either because they're both very solid. And for the Giants, I get it. You know, they want to make the playoffs. I get, I'm glad that you guys want to make the playoffs. Like, and, the, and the football team, too. You guys want to make the playoffs because you guys have sucked for a while. For me, it's like, wow, like, this is a, we have a lot of gaps to fill. Like, we're in the top five. We don't, we don't ever pick in the top five. But when we do, we get good players. We took Fletcher Cox seventh a long time ago. We took Lane Johnson fourth. We tend to draft well this high up. And we took one second, of course, who – I will maintain it was a good draft pick. I don't even have to get into it, but I think he was a good. I think he was a good pick at the time. I, I agree. Um, and no, and I'm, uh, that's why I'm in the camp of I. I kind of like. I don't want to say kind of rather lose, but you know, like 
if I'm it not, was I'm, winning, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be sad if the Giants lose. If it was, if it was winning in, I think you. Would I don't know. Better. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's the case because this team isn't. This team isn't winning in the playoffs. Oh, the NFC East is winning one playoff game at, at most, and that's where they're winning one. <laughs> they're winning one. So that's they're where winning. it becomes like I, I really like. Am I going to get my hopes up for two more weeks and then then realize then I sit back in April and I'm like damn like the whole yeah. NFC East is picking the top 10 and we're at 19 even though that that's, we that's won facts. one more game like I don't know it, it's a facade it's it's something it's like it's a show win it's like oh we made the playoffs but it's like did you really make your your six and ten seven and nine I think I think you do it and I think if you're the Giants you make the playoffs because you guys have low-key sucked for a while now like mm-hmm. like, like like five years mm-hmm. um so well, that's where this is the nail in the coffin if they don't even make it in this NFC East they get rid of the G they get rid of Dave Gellman yeah, finally I think uh, I think you try to make it this year. I actually kind of like if I was saying something positive about the Giants, like like for the history, for the future of the Giants franchise, I think they want to make playoffs. Honestly, um, but um, man, it's it's hard to say. You know, you kind of find yourselves like I was this past Sunday. It's it's a bit of a win win. It really is. Um, so Washington good. is favored by one and a half in this one, and I only see them pulling this out if Terry McLaurin's playing because is like Alex- you. Alex Smith. Alex Smith is looking like he's going to play. Uh, it's not a hundred percent confirmed at that. It's Alex Smith or bust because they're not winning with Heineke. Oh, that too. And and they're not and they're not. You know, I, I saw uh, he sat out yesterday's practice, but uh, it doesn't seem like they they're like he was very close to playing last week, is what Ron Rivera was saying. But is and also is Jalen even playing? Remember he's hurt, and I don't know if we're going to. Is Carson Carson coming back? Just give us Sudfeld, bro. Just put in Sudfeld because first off, why would Carson be in? We want to trade him anyway, and his trade value is what it is at this point, which I believe to be decent. Um, it getting hurt would be a disaster. And then also, I want to lose this game. Like, you think you want to lose your game? At least you have something to play for. We have nothing to play for. I definitely want to lose this game, so mm-hmm. I would love to start Sudfeld. But like you were saying that – Eagles secondary, that's their weak spot. They have good run defense or solid run, like average run defense. But their secondary is where you can get is where you can get torched, and that's what Andy Dolan did last week. And if they don't have Terry McLaurin, there's no really other receiving threats at the wide receiver position. Logan Thomas is a solid tight end, but it's nothing that's game breaking. Agreed, man. Agreed. They're they're not winning this game if Terry's not playing. I th- I think it's more of an Alex Smith thing than a Terry thing, but we could definitely yes. agree that both would help their cause because you know the like. If Terry's going to have a 200-yard game, it'd be against these guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, with those variables, is, is Jalen playing? I don't know if you looked that up. Uh, I, I was like the, – the search was inconclusive. Okay. So Jalen Hurts plays. I'm taking the Eagles. He doesn't, and it's like Nate Sudfeld, and then I'm taking the Washington football team. Look, <laughs> I'm not mad if it's Nate Sudfeld. Definitely not mad. Definitely not mad. If, if it pushes Washington, who has a really good defense and a, a pretty solid – like, they have pieces. If it pushes them all the way to 19 in this draft and they're not able to take a quarterback, I'm all good for that. And they got to roll out with Alex Smith next year. Like, I'm good with them wasting away this defense. You know, the football team is kind of finding themselves in, like uh, – they're pushing Cleveland Browns territory, you know, like with the long t- – like Tim Couch jersey with all the yeah. – in the back. Like, you got to think about it, man. When's the last time they had a good QB? They had RG3 for two years. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, dude, think about it. Rex since, Grossman? Oh, Kirk. Well, I guess they had Kirk it's for Kirk. a couple years. Yeah. Um, and, and, but it was like 
But it's nobody that you think about where you like you think about that team and you're like, yeah, that guy. Like you can like the Eagles have gone through guys, but you can still think of like McNabb, Vic. Like you it think was of like those McNabb, guys. The only guy you forget on the Eagles is Kevin Cobb, because it was like McNabb, Cobb for a couple games, Vic, <laughs> Foles, um Wentz. Wentz, back to Foles, back to Wentz, Hurts, and that's basically what it's been yeah. since you know at least two decades but it's uh, like it's never been a pro- it's never been the point besides kevin cobb for a little bit it's never been a point where you're like the eagles really have a problem at quarterback oh well i guess there was that like sam bradford year and then but then we fixed it right away we traded up and took carson yeah um but yeah no, i agree man and, and when you say it like that it's like wow the football team a quarterback away from being legit the answer could be yes yeah i think they are i think they have the stud receiver they have the good running back they have they have pieces on the offensive line that's something that you can get like through a free agency especially if you have like a rookie quarterback and then their defense is really their defense is legit i mean and we've, we've known that for a while now so i do think that they are a quarterback away from being a team that can very much contend in the in the nfc I agree. And they, they win this and it pushes them completely out of those top guys that they could be going after, especially now that they've released Dwayne Haskins. Do, do, do you even want to get into that? Do you even have anything to say? Uh, I, you know, it's just dysfunctional organization and also with an immature player. And it was, it was, it was spelled from the get go when the, when the owner was like, we need to draft this guy yeah, and everybody true. else in the team. And, th- and it came out that the entire coaching staff didn't want him. That's where it was spelled from the beginning. And while Daniel Jones, who was another quarterback taken there has been given all the support he needs. We've seen him do. Okay. Dwayne Haskins was given the exact opposite from yeah, his well, coaching staffs. That, that's I, I agree with some of that. I also think that's letting Haskins off the hook just a bit because I will. And, and the main thing I want to say is like, Wow, it shows what we know as fans. Like, like, remember, remember when the Giants took Jones over Haskins at six, and people lost their mind. Like, you know, it's just funny. It just shows, you know. And at least, well, it's not to the point now where you're like, oh, Daniel Jones, that's that's the guy. I mean, it's just the fact that that Dwayne Haskins is really bottomed out, and Daniel yeah, Jones is around that's, that's average pretty right now. That is, that and is. and I will say that. It, I don't know if it's that black and white where it's like, oh, Daniel Jones was the right pick. Cause I don't know if you put Dwayne Haskins with the Giants if it's if it's worse because of the fact that a, a stable organization. But, I mean it can't get it can't get much worse, but I don't necessarily think it would be that much better either. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, NFC North battle. Green Bay, Chicago, both teams. Green Bay needs to win to get the number one overall seed in the NFC. Chicago needs to win to get into the playoffs, I, I believe. Let me look. Yeah, so oh never mind. Yeah, they're not even in the playoffs. They need win at oh yeah, no, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. The Bears are in the playoffs, but they need to win to stay in. Yeah. Um so the line is the line is Green Bay minus five and a half. So Green Bay will be playing. Um ooh, uh, um <laughs> Packers, man, Packers. Uh, I want to pick the Bears, but I picked the Bears so many times, and they suck all the time. And like, Packers are playing for the bye, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're playing. They need to win. They win, and they're the number one seed. Yeah, they're going to get. It. Otherwise, they, it's like it becomes a tiebreaker kind of thing. Even if the Saint, if like the Saints win, and the Packers lose, or if the Saints win and the Packers lose, the Packers still get it. But if the Seahawks win and the Packers lose, then the Seahawks get it. So the Packers have a bunch – like, they need to win. They, they, they're they going to play for this. Yeah, I think, I think you got to go with um with the Pack here. 
Um, especially, uh, well, not especially, but in the same play that I was talking about Buffalo and how they've just been unstoppable and they've just like run through teams. The Packers, the same thing. I mean, imagine, like I was going through the 2020 NFL draft class and imagine instead of taking Jordan Love, they took T Higgins, they took Michael Pittman Jr. They took Chase Claypool instead. How insane would this offense be? Because it's really unstoppable yeah. right now. It's really unstoppable right now with just Devontae Adams as the main guy and on as a receiver and then Aaron Jones. This, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I have a question. What is Rogers your MVP or is it Mahomes or is it at Josh Allen? Um, I got, I got to look. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen um Rogers and Mahomes stats. Show me the Jalen stats real quick. I kind of like Jalen MVP. I don't think that's unreasonable, but um, you know, Mahomes kind of screwed himself out of MVP with a couple bad weeks in a row. And now he's sitting the last week. Yeah, I, I think it's Rodgers. Um, I do. But, and, like, you know, for a league that loves narratives, it's like we thought he was washed. They drafted his replacement. And he came and, like, had he's, one of the best – this is one of the best touchdown interception ratio seasons you'll ever see for, like, for on this high volume. Like, yeah. I didn't goals at the 27-2. But, like, to, to have, like, 44 touchdowns and four picks, um, man. Absolutely insane. Impressive. And, and like – and like, man, dude, I was watching the Titans game. Dude, Devontae is the best receiver in the league. I really, I've been saying that for a while. I think it's Devontae and then D Hop and then a gap. Like, it's those two. Um, like, I was watching Devontae get that third touchdown. And like, this is a time where I wish I could see the whole field because it's like Rodgers sits around for seven seconds and throws it to a wide open Devontae in the middle of the end zone. <laughs> it's like, like, you guys trying to guard this guy? Like, <laughs> It's not like he's best, like he's the best player in the league or anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure he did something crazy, like, you know, to get open. But it yeah. was stand, and I'm like, just trying to cover him or not? Nah? Like, and the answer was not. Nah. But, um, man, like, you, you know, man, those two are on the next level. Um, honestly, like, and Devontae's missed a bunch of weeks, too, and he's just going off. And, uh, you, and you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say something real quick about how good Diggs and Allen have been, too. That's yeah. real. They've been amazing. Um but um you yeah, know it's the complete opposite of what i thought Diggs was going to be in that well, not the not the complete opposite because i didn't think he was gonna be awful but it's just like the fact that they they've gone to another level that i didn't think was going you, to be the you case thought, you, thought, you probably thought that there would be some blow-ups and Diggs would do some diva shit and i don't even blame you and honestly that's still possible you know it's working this year but what if he gets like doubled every game next year and he ends up sucking like, like he ends up having a down year then there could be problems but for now it's going amazingly well for buffalo um but with all this said, man, like I said, that touchdown interception ratio, they're especially if they win this week and get the bye. I just don't think I just don't know how you can deny it. Yeah, I think the it's really like the recent a little bit of recency bias, or not recency bias, but like the the recent events and the recent games where Aaron Rodgers has looked unbelievable and Mahomes has come back down and really didn't didn't put in the kill shot for the for the MVP odds. I I it's just momentum at this point. It's really momentum. The Chiefs, like, the Chiefs are going to have one of, like, the least impressive, like, 15-1, and 14-2s and twos I've ever seen. It's like, you guys beat these crappy teams by, like, eight every week, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay. The Packers yeah. and the Bills are what I thought the Chiefs should be doing. The Chiefs are so susceptible to losing. I'm sorry. I like the Chiefs, but they're way too big of Super Bowl favorites, and maybe they'll turn it on in the playoffs, but you can't keep winning these games by, like, single digits and, and not be a, and not be liable to lose in the playoffs. I mean, anybody's liable to lose in the playoffs, but um, uh, they're, they are. They're as vulnerable as anybody else. Mm-hmm. 
So I think Chicago wins this. Well, Chicago wins this game, in my opinion, if they're able to run the ball. That's where this Green Bay defense is. Montgomery's come alive recently. Yeah, he's looked like he's looked like a guy that like you can be that can be a workhorse back or what? Some what they had been feeding him, even getting the carries, he just turning them into yards and yards and touchdowns. I thought it was this was like a Sony Michelle situation, so it was pretty shocking to see him just like start going off. I, I will say he has had some bad run defenses, but you still have to be good to take advantage of those. Yeah, agreed. And now Mitch, Mitch is a little, little balling, a little balling. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I came on and I said, if he goes three and oh, and then they make the playoffs and they lose, like, do you give him another contract? I mean, no, I still, is... I still wouldn't, but <laughs> maybe you tag him, maybe you tag him. And, and cause if you Jeez. don't want to force draft a QB because. Yeah, I mean, if you're that, if you're that, if I mean, where they're going to be drafting is going to be Dude, it's in so like tough. the teens. It's, it's so tough because it's like they benched Mitch for like so many weeks because they're like, we're not resigning him, we're not resigning him. It doesn't matter what happens, we're not resigning him, we're keeping Foles. And Foles was like that bad, and they were still because they started like five and one or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're like back to like six and five or whatever. And it was like, oh my god, like. Foles has been so bad, and we still can make the playoffs. Oh, we didn't want to do it, but we're going to do it. Go in, Mitch, and Mitch goes off. And it's like, oh, my God. It was the perfect storm because they played just such shit defenses for the most – like, past defenses for the it most is just, part. It is just, like, imagine, uh, like, of, of what you avoided for 12 weeks, just, like, everything and more just, like, comes true in, like, three weeks. Like, you only need three weeks' time to do it. It's just, like, it's a disaster for the decision-making uh, for members of the Bears. It really is. I don't even, like, I don't know what I would do. I have no idea. I mean, I'd probably just let him go at this point. He looks I- shot, but, but yeah, no, there, there's, like, a – like, <laughs> you spend a second overall pick on him. You passed on two guys that are def- – like, top five position – top five players in the position for him. It's really hard to – let go of that sunk cost, yep, especially agreed. given what you passed on. So it is a tough decision. I'm happy. I'm not the one that has to make it. Agreed, all I agreed. have to say last game, Arizona going to the Rams, Arizona's favored by three and a half. We have John Wolford versus I'm, a hobbled cobble Kyler Murray. Oh, he is playing. Yeah. Wait, Wait, well, I think his, what he said, what? Who's the Rams quarterback? John Wolford. He is a, uh, he's, yeah fuck is that <laughs> he was an undrafted guy went to the jets practice squad then to the aaf and now on the rams what about what about blake bortles he's uh on their practice squad i think they're bringing him up for the game but he's not starting dude um wow that's yeah um rams <laughs> it's it's something weird like that yeah i know yeah. like i'm getting that same feeling you know what you know why because the rams don't the rams win in spite of golf a lot of the times that team is really, 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 really good with a lot of good players on defense. I think they hold the Cardinals to like 17, even so, if power plays. So the same way that we saw the 49ers beat them and it was defense and it was run game. That's exactly. the same way that the Rams, the Rams can do it. You know, everybody talks about the Niners as being the ones with Jeff Wilson and McKinnick and uh, Mostert and this, but the, but the Rams kind of have that going for them too right now with the Akers and Henderson and Brown. Yeah. I, I, It'll be really big for Akers to play. I, he was out last game. Yeah. Or he's been out the past couple games. I think last game. Yeah, last, last just last game. Just last game because he was in that Jets game. He had a couple called back, I remember. But completely agree with that, that they have a stable running backs that they can use, and their offense is really predicated on the run. And then their second – or their defense, they their defense matches up very well against this – against Arizona. 
Jalen Ramsey just completely evaporates really anybody, but especially like New Hopkins, like somebody like a big receiver he can just match up physically with like he does with DK Metcalf. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, and, and the coaching disparity, because I don't, like Cliff Kingsbury is really like, by next season, he will be on the hot seat. And maybe, yeah. maybe, if, maybe if they lose this game, if they lose this game, he's on, he's definitely on the hot seat where they're like, is this even the guy? Because if you can't beat Sean McVay with John Walford with, in a game where you have everybody and you are trying to make the playoffs, are you really the guy? You know, um, it's, 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 um, it's funny when, when narratives come out early midseason, and I say this as I'm looking at Russell Wilson's stats too, because I, I believe it to be relevant to this conversation. It is funny when early season narratives come out, and by the end of the season, it turned out that it was exactly what it was before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to read you Russell Wilson's touchdown interception ratios from the past three years 34 11 and 17. 35, 7, and 18, 31, 5, and 19, 38, 13 in 2020. But, but, and like the whole thing was a lot of Russ Cook, and we picked him as MVP mm-hmm. before week one, which, you know, is always a good decision. Um, and then, <laughs> and then the, the Kyler Murray thing is like, um, well, not Kyler, sorry. I, this is really more of like a, um, like a Cardinals thing in general is like, is like, dude, this team was similar last year. If they lose this game and end up going, they're at, yeah, they're liable to go eight and eight right now. And what were they last year? Like six and ten. Yeah. And we were freaking out about them when they were three and zero. It's like it's just funny when these things shape up early and how they end up shaping up. And it's like, and I'll think of a couple more. It's like it's like the Patriots started well, and you thought Cam Newton wasn't washed, and you thought they were going to make the playoffs. Still, those both turned out to be false. You thought Brady was washed. That turned out to probably be false. I mean, you know, I, I know people have their own opinions, dude. It's amazing how polarizing a guy like Tom Brady has become, right? Isn't that crazy? Mm. Yeah, where um, it's uh, just two people on, or like people are just on completely different sides of but, it. But, but I guess, you know, even as I'm saying that, I, I guess it's like that with LeBron too. Maybe when you reach a certain level of greatness, like the haters get louder too. Like, the, you know, there's a couple people I'm thinking of. But it's crazy. But it's like the fact that even as, yeah, I guess as old as he is, it's just still a thing. I don't know. I, a, I think it's because the Brady – I don't know. I'm not going to speak for one side where, like, the Brady homers are just super loud whenever he does really well because of the fact that when he does super poorly, all the Brady haters are, like, super exactly, loud. So exactly. It's, like, exactly. it's, a, it's a give and take that really doesn't end. Look, if, is he in his prime? Of course not. But did he just – and, like, look, and my, but my thing about the Buccaneers thing, the Buccaneers thing is so real. Like, just because just – I forget how we even got here, but now I'm talking about Brady for a second. Like, um <laughs> – you could argue that Winston is like every bit as talented, but to get Tom Brady to come to your franchise is a very real thing. It's like having LeBron come to your franchise. It's like um, like like the defense was getting a lot of crappy penalties early in the year. That's that's not going to happen as much. Like there are just things that happen when Tom Brady is is your like franchise quarterback when he's the leader of your team that you will not get of having Joe Schmo as your quarterback, even if Joe Schmo is wicked talented. It's like Brady is like. It's an it, attitude. Yeah, it's it's a it's an attitude of winning. When's the last time the Buccaneers had that? So it's like now it's like now it's not like oh it's oh it's this collection like the Bucks before were this collection of good talent that couldn't get it together. Brady is like the glue. Brady's like the okay, now we're Tom Brady and a bunch of talented guys. We're a good team now. And now people really believe that in the locker room. That's what I think. And so um and so even if it even if you're even if you aren't in love with his stats or or how he looks on the field. 
at the end of the day, and this is all that really matters, in his first season with a new team, they're going to make the playoffs. And this team hasn't made the playoffs in a long time. So, you know, it's pretty impressive stuff to me. Mm -hmm. With this one, going back, because <laughs> I think we got off the tangent when we were talking about Cliff Kingsbury we were talking just about just narrative narratives, narratives. And so, yeah go ahead but i'm taking the rams like i said i'm taking the rams yeah i mean arizona bottom 10 rush d this is this seems perfect this seems perfect and it seems perfect for everybody that's like sean McVay is an elite coach this is for him to prove it and this is for cliff kingsbury to have to prove that he is he, he's an nfl coach he's somebody that can match up he has this his his division has three really good coaches three proven really good coaches there are all three of them have made the super bowl like like and was it want, not clear is it not glaring for anyone else that he had mahomes and went seven and seven and mahomes wasn't the first pick in the draft yeah i mean yeah, yeah it's, it's a big part of it and like, when, and when Brett, weird? yeah it's very weird especially when the chiefs gm comes out and says like i watched mahomes and he was the best quarterback i've ever seen like how is that? How are you not winning? How are you not winning more than half your game? How are you not winning more than you're losing? But how are you not winning significantly more in the, in the big 12 too? Like it, it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, oh, there was one other thing. Oh yeah. Isn't it funny how the, the, the Browns and Rams are both fighting for their lives right now. And it could have been avoided if they just beat the jets and the jets. <laughs> one or two. Yeah. It's two T like, it's not like the jets beat like, uh, the Panthers and like the, like the when they played the Broncos on Monday night and I picked the, the pick the Jets to win. It was like week five or six. That's a game yeah. where you're like, Oh, that's who they beat. That makes sense. They no, beat the they Broncos beat two, at home. Good, two <laughs> in winning in games and I couldn't get it done. Yeah. Dude, uh, both those games, I was just hanging on the edge of my seat. Like, please hold on to this game. Please don't. Yeah, don't. Like, as the Rams are driving down, as Cam Akers scores a touchdown, I'm like, no. And then it gets called back for holding. Oh, and I'm like, let's go. It's third. It's fourth and four. And golf draws back and he feeds one up to, Marcus May and I'm like yo because I got pissed at Marcus May for some bullshit he did he's a before. beast he's kind of a beast yeah he's a good safety but he had like a play where they attacked him before and I'm like are you fucking kidding me and many it, people are saying that he is better than Jamal Adams because he can play in coverage <laughs> uh Jets fans nah, nah, nah. Just, just, just you okay so we went through five uh, went through six six really good games six really big games now getting down to it the AFC teams, the teams that need to win and they're in, Cleveland, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore. And then Indianapolis is on the outside looking in where Indianapolis needs to win and they're, and one of these teams to lose and they're in. Which team do you think is left out? Let me take a quick look at the NFL schedule. Okay. Well, do you want me to read out the the, the matchups? I, I Like, like – it's fine. I already pulled it up and better to see it in front of me. Because mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I'm leaning towards the Dolphins because I really don't think – I do think the Bills are going to win. I, I, I can't put my faith in the Mason Rudolph being the Browns, especially a pissed-off Browns team that's like, we need to fucking win this game. I want to say I want to say the Colts because they're my least favorite of the four teams. Dude, I swear to God, every week I get on here and just rip the Colts. <laughs> I, I can't believe they're good. And in two years in a row, I can't believe um, but I've actually talked about this before and I'm sorry if I already said this last like two weeks ago, but it's just because like, you know, in the NFL, you like to talk about like quarterback, running back receiver. Those are probably the Colts like worst three position groups out of 22. You know what I mean? Like it's a pretty mm -hmm. legit team. Um, it's just like, it's, you know, it's, it's just, just like, they got, no, they got solid running backs, but the receivers are below or like average. Their receivers are average or off a cliff. 
T.Y. fell off a cliff. But he stepped back up. He stepped back up these past couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, um, I mean, he always torches Houston, so it's a little bit of an it's a little bit of a skewed thing. So, um. Anyway, as far as who's going to get left out, man, I got a bad feeling that's going to be the Cleveland Browns. I really do. Yeah, I mean, that was the team I was really deciding between because I don't think all four teams that are in right now win their games, and I know you're the Colts. I, I, there are no, there is no way the Colts beat the Jets or lose to the Jags twice. You're saying the Colts and the Ravens are both locks, and I kind of agree. I, I well, Colts aren't. I mean, kind of in a sense. Wow. I am being wow. I, I, well. In a sense, I'm saying because I don't believe that all four teams that are in the Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Browns all four win. Not so I guess I'm saying the Titans are. Oh well, I'm just saying the Titans are. Well, the Titans are in that range right now. The Titans are liable to miss. Yeah, if they lose and the Colts win and all three other teams win, they're they're out because they haven't clinched the they haven't clinched the AFC South yet. But I still yeah. I think I definitely think they take care of business against Houston. Dolphins and Browns, it really comes down to for me because Ravens aren't losing to the Bengals and the Colts aren't losing again to the uh, to the Jaguars. Yep, I would agree. Um, I'm going to go Browns. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, now which team in the NFC East is going to win the division? The Cowboys. I think the same. I think the same. I think I think the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, me too. And I hope we don't, but I, I do. Yeah. Now and now flipping the NFC, which team is going to be left out? The Rams, the Cardinals, or the Bears? The Bears are playing the Green Bay Packers, as we talked about, and then the Rams and the Cardinals are winning. The Rams can lose and still make it. That's the thing. They have the game up on those teams, but the Bears have the, the Bears, the Bears have no the Bears. If the, the Bears can lose and make it, if the Cardinals lose, the, the that's Bears exactly what I think is going to happen. You think the okay? I think the Rams win and the Bears lose, and both of those teams are in. So the Cardinals are out. I mean, yeah, it kind of goes like, like I, I said. I would take the, I would take the Rams plus three and a half, but I kind of, I don't know. It, it's so, <laughs> it's a lot. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Chicago. I'm gonna go with Chicago. Okay. Misses. Now going back to our bets, we both went one and two last week. I'm nine and nine, or one and two last time we were here two weeks ago. I'm nine and nine overall. You're eleven and seven. Do you have your bets or should I go mine? You go first, but that means I've locked in a, a above 500 regular season, which is very <laughs> nice. I got, I got a scratch and claw for this one. Okay, <laughs> my first one, I'm going Bills minus one and a half. I've said it. I, I, This is a team that doesn't – this isn't a team that takes things easy. They haven't really in the second half of the year where they've been in spots that they've have been let down on. This is a team that just keeps rolling. And this is a team motivated. This is a quarterback that continuously is just – this guy just loves football. I mean, you love to – like, I, I know you can say that with a bunch of quarterbacks, but this is a guy that just absolutely loves it. And I don't think these guys come out and half-ass this game. And I think the fact that they're playing a division opponent, I think they want to keep them out of the playoffs. Yeah, so the one and a half for me. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll alternate. I'm okay. going to go um, – I'm going to go – it's already down to eight and a half, but I got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers spread. And, you know, as soon as I heard that number, I was just like, oh, really? Um, and, and with a potential money line sprinkle. But, uh, yeah, Steelers eight and a half. Uh, of course, you know, if it comes out, like, as the week progresses, who knows who's going to end up being out. But if it's just Big Ben, I love that eight and a half number. Agreed, agreed. 
Next, I'm going with the now revitalized on a two-game winning streak Jets plus three against the Pats. (laughs) This this Pats team is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) This Pats team is so bad. And now they almost lost to the Jets. They almost lost to the Jets. Jets are on a roll now. And the Jets have nothing to play. I mean, the Jets just need to play. They can just play to win. They can win and they don't. They're locked into the two seat, the two spot right now. The Pats. The Pats have any every reason to not want to win. So True. I don't know. I, I feel like everybody's fighting for their job on the Jets. It's a constant fight for that. The Pats, obviously, each guy's fighting for their job every weekend, but like the the coaching, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's more motivation on the Jets side, and you get the plus three. I yeah. I, no, I agree. I think I think that makes sense. Yeah. So let me pose this to you. If the Jets win again and Darnold looks decent, like as like he's been looking for the past couple of weeks, do you talk yourself out of drafting QB and push it back for another year? So at the moment, right now, uh, regardless of this weekend, really, unless Sam does really poorly, I'm rolling with Sam in 2021. I agree, and I don't even like him, but it's just like I've, I've been, well, I've been a Darnold fan for a the while. whole. Look, I don't, I don't like Darnold, but the whole thing was like, okay, fine, we'll get like even if it is a bit early to give up on Darnold. We'll do it for Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the BYU kid or the North Dakota State kid or Justin Fields. And it's like, it's like, do we, is this really even an upgrade over Darnold or could we just kind of keep running it with what we have and, and, and try to improve our roster elsewhere? And I think, I think that's what you could do. No, I've attributed to, or I've likened, likened it to the Colts situation when the Jets took Sam Darnold. The Colts had the three spot, the Giants had the two spot, and I wish the Giants traded down, but the Colts traded down and got a bunch of second-round picks, and they turned out to be like Darius Leonard and a bunch of guys that they were able to fill out their roster with, and that's what the Jets can do and just build around Sam Darnold because yeah. the guy has literally had zero help. But, yeah, I was I completely made sense to go to the Trevor Lawrence route because that's more of a sure bet. I don't think you take that risk at two, at two a roll. Maybe like, I mean, it is a different GM than who drafted him, but I don't know. I think, I don't know if he sees that landscape. I I think you trade down or you take like Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, something like that. Okay. I'm going with, um, I'm going with, and I, I'm, it feels like I'm taking, I feels like I'm only taking the games we talked about, but to be fair, those, that's because those are the ones we talked about every game that actually means something. Mm -hmm. Taking the Rams plus three and a half. And I don't even care who plays quarterback, um, for either either team, really. You know, I, I, which is, I think it's a defense and run game for the Rams, and I think they get it done. So. I need. I just want to check this because I have it written down. Okay. So yeah, so I, yeah. Uh, this one's tough because I was thinking about I was thinking about the Chargers, but then I looked up the Chargers, who's like playing, and there's a bunch of guys there. It's question marks, and they're like they're minus three and a half to the to the to the Chiefs. Give me give me the the birds plus one and a half. If Jalen's playing, if Jalen's playing, if he's not, then I'll take the Chargers minus three and a half. Yeah, it's pretty fair. Um, and then for my final pick of the season, of the regular season, I will go with um, – I'm going to go with – I'm torn between – I'm torn between – the three NFC teams who could potentially get the buy, the Saints, Seahawks, and Packers. And they're all in that, like, minus six and a half range, and I kind of like all of them. So Some people are saying I might even do a teaser with the three of them. But, um, <laughs> some people. 
Yeah, many, per, many, per sources, reports. many sources are saying, are saying <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, actually, no, 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 never mind. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Seahawks minus six. I, I like it. I like it. They're really good against the run. Niners are predicated on the run. Um, and you can't really see them going two really good games in a row with CJ Beathard at quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you know, um, I think the Seahawks could use a good momentum game or whatever. Seahawks. And there's the, yeah, Seahawks minus six and a half. I think just six. Six minus six. Yeah. And the Seahawks are still playing for something. I mean, that's what you love to see is a deal or love to bet with a team that's playing for something. So right now we have me, Jet, or yeah, me, Bills minus one and a half, Jets plus three, Eagles plus one and a half on the contingency that Jalen Hurts is playing. Otherwise, it's Chargers minus three and a half. For you, it's Steelers plus eight and a half, Rams plus three and a half, and Seahawks minus six. Before we head out, college football playoff tomorrow, or yes, tomorrow, we have Ohio State versus Clemson. And then we have Alabama, Notre Dame. What are your picks? Um, you know, I always like I've been saying this recently. It's like it's like man, a year like this, it's like, dude, why do we even have four playoff teams? Because I'm just trying to see Bama versus Clemson. I'm going to take Clemson over Bama in the finals. So I'm going Bama, Ohio State. Okay. I think Ohio State comes out motivated. Not that Clemson isn't motivated, but everybody's been talking down about them. Everybody's been talking about Justin Fields. Oh, he's like a bust. He's the next bust quarterback at, at uh, he is the next bust <laughs> at Ohio State. And Dabo's got him at a ranked 11th, and I get his reasoning and whatever, but it's just like everybody's disrespecting them. Everybody's like, oh, like all this. Now Clemson is missing their offensive coordinator for the game. We'll see how much of that really matters when you have Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback. That's still to be determined. But yeah, I, I think Ohio State comes out motivated. And this is a team that can still match up with that match up with anybody. They still have the players to match up with anybody. They have elite, they have NFL talent all across the field. And then then I got Bama beating beating Ohio State. Yep. So uh, yeah. I, I cannot. I cannot wait. I can, I cannot wait. Like, yeah, these two games. It really feels like this. The se- I mean, it really. That's what this season is. But just boiling down to these four, these three of those four teams. Notre Dame, great season. It wasn't really about them. It's about these three other teams. All right. Well, without further ado, that will wrap the final all ball podcast of the 2020 season thank you to everybody who came with us as we started it this year and we'll look forward to what comes in 2021 couldn't have said it better myself thank you for listening and we'll see you in 2021